This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hey there, all you crazy monkeys, giraffes, and elephants, and uh, platypuses. Not bad. Not a bad elephant. If I add the trunk in, it's a whole new ball game. I would do it like this. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Wait a minute, was that a bird? <laughs> I can't remember now. That's a macaw. Hey, is this a bit? Don't tweet at me, you fucking cunts, if it's bad. But I think this might be a premise. Okay, we're jumping out of the gate with a premi. Has this been done before? No, it's just a premise. Okay. Uh, has this been done before? Is it hacky? Because I sent it to Sarah, and she was dying. And All she right. very rarely laughs at me unless I fall down or... Queef. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So we're the only. We're definitely humans. Definitely, it sounds like it might be hacky. Humans are definitely the uh, the the species with the most varying body types. Mm. You never see an elephant with a big fat ass. Hey, this is great. Or like a giraffe with like a, a small neck. I and like, like it. He's lanky. Like giraffes look like giraffe, but humans you see a fat ass, a big tit, a midget, a small dick. There's a midget yes. situation. There's a one leg, right? There's big a, schnoz, a honker. Yes, a hook nose. Yeah, uh, 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 no chin, bad teeth, attached ears. Yes. What if we just started just yeah. trashing each other? <laughs> right. um, Lanky. But yeah. it, it, it's just it's it's fascinating. That's you never a great see a call. really skinny elephant and a fat elephant. Just look like elephants. They look like elephants. Yeah, you see one with you never see one with a, a fro and a, a dick dragon right. and one with uh you know well one part is we can manufacture our own look we can get a mohawk or a crazy hand well, that, obviously. but but other, other than that you're you're dead on but i think it's diet cuz one person's eating you know 50 Kit Kats a day and their ass blows up like a balloon. Yeah. But an elephant, he's just eating the leaves or the squirrels or whatever nuts, whatever the fuck they. How do they yeah. get nuts in the wild by the way? The trees. There's peanut trees in Africa? They can't ah. be eating peanuts in Africa. Oh, that's a circus thing. Right. So what are we doing feeding them circus food? They like it. I know, but they might like fucking, you know, uh, Twix as well, but we're not giving them well, Twix, are we? Twix are, I think nuts are natural, at least. Oh, that's a good point. Natural nuts. Uh-huh. But what if an good. elephant has a nut allergy? Well, then he shouldn't come here. <laughs> Everybody here's got a nut allergy. Somebody had a great bit. I can't remember who had this, but it was like, Americans are the only people with nut allergies, it seems like. You don't hear about that in Kuwait. Yeah, but are you checking the Kuwait news? Check the news. I, mean, I think it is happening in these places. I haven't checked the Kuwait news in a while. I, I unsubscribe to that. But uh, I, I don't know if it is happening. It feels like it's happening more here than everywhere else. Maybe. Well, Todd Glass has a great joke about, uh, yeah, we well, yeah, have these tough guys. I, I tried to write a bunch of jokes like these. It was kind of based on Bill Burr's special about how we need, we need bullying. And you're like, what are you talking about? You don't mm. need bullying. bullying it's hor- horrific. But right. anyways, uh but, th- but these people that are like, yeah, yeah, we didn't have peanut allergies when I was a kid, and then talk about the jokers. Yeah, they were called unexplained deaths. <laughs> oh, is that right? And that's the bit. There. That's funny. Yeah. Funny guy. He's great. Yeah. He's a, just a big ball of laughs. Yeah. He's obsessed with ambiance. Did we talk about this? Well, already? the gays. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Did we talk about that? He loves the ambiance. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. It's insane. A candle here, a filter on the light. He brings his own filters. That's what I was going to Gel. Gel. That's what I was going to say, and then you said we talked about it, and then you took my thing. Jailhouse Rock. Well, what I was, was repeating, that? saying, 
I, you talk about it. So Let we me did prove talk it. About this. On the pod? Yes. All right. I was proving with the gel. I thought you did a dismissing steal. <laughs> Whoa. What am I? Kenny Rogers? What's that mean? I couldn't think of a name. <laughs> he popped in. I don't know why. I, th- I was going to start a rumor. I was ready to start. He stole the gambler from, you know, Waylon Jennings. Well, you got to know when to hold him. Hey, good point. And fold him. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Boy, this is a weird one, because I, sometimes I like to pull the curtain back on the old program here. You pull. I'm a big curtain puller. <laughs> Not good in the shower. Um, oh, yeah, the water gets all wet, you slip and break a knee. Uh-huh. Like an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a save you threw out there. Uh-huh. Anyways, so, uh, you sure you weren't doing a dismissing steal? No, we talked about glassy. All right. How do I know about the gels otherwise? I don't know. I just wanted to say dismiss and steal again. Well, we got a title, that's for sure. Felt like it was a fun one. That's a great game show. Welcome back to Dismiss and Steal. How about this? I just got a reminder. Call jury people. These jury people, the threatening letters, they sent a thing they're to my old ad. I moved, yeah. and they're sending letters to the other address. Ah, yes. And then uh, I get the, you know, Scopo or whatever. You go, hey, we got a letter for you. I go, all right, whatever. I'll get it whenever. And I get it. And it says, subpoena. You didn't fill out the questionnaire. Oh, I've gotten a few of those a in my day. subpoena! <laughs> and so now I'm traveling to Europe in two days, and yeah. I got a fucking subpoena! Oh, yeah. What do I do about the subpoena? And then they're going to stop me from traveling. They won't let no, me in the country. Oh, get out of here. So I sent an email, and I said, hey, listen, I got a, I got a Louis gig here, and uh, I'm, here's my questionnaire. I'm white, and I'm gay, and I, I know how to speak English. I yeah. speak the English. Uh, but I, I'm also serving in Massachusetts. Because I have ah, a, a license in Massachusetts. I'm right. paying taxes in New York. I'm getting it from both sides, these jury cunts. Oh, they're the worst. Well, uh, I'll tell you my thing. I've gotten those my whole life. Not been once. Never responded. Never called. Never teed. Not even a ha. And they let you go to other countries. Yeah, every time. All I'm right. In, I'm in Africa, baby. It's a, it's a very... Elephants. It's a very uh, <laughs> irrational fear that, but I, I just fear I'm going to get to Scotland. They're going to be like, get out of here, you mate, you fucking no. piece of shit. You're subpoenaed. They scare you. They got, they got jury people. People like jury duty. I'm, I'm not into it. I got, I got things to do, folks. Well, this is the thing. I'm not even avoiding jury duty. I just didn't fill out the questionnaire. Wow. Which I, I think is, I don't get it. Yeah, that's kooky. By the way, we texted about this. Do you know the difference between a fact and a factoid? Is that the same thing? And <sighs> one's just hoity, factoidy? I think it's like saying brag and braggadocious. One's just a little little heftier. Well, a brag is a verb. Oh, but it came in now. That, w- yeah. that was a brag. Yes. Oh, that was bra- Braggadocious is an adjective. They're different. Oh, he's very braggadocious. Fact and factoid are both, both nouns. nouns. Yeah. Factoid. I think it... I think it's just maybe fact is short for factoid. That's what I'm thinking. Ah, interesting. Shelby, you on this? Fun factoid doesn't have the same ring to it. An no. assumption or speculation that is reported and repeated so often that it becomes accepted as fact. Whoa! Oh, that's so a it factoid. Is, it is different. Oh, so okay. a factoid is that, like, uh, you have a small dick. Yes. Because you, you say it a bunch, and you, I think you're goofing around, and now uh-huh. everyone goes, oh, that Norman, he's got a small dick factoid. And the fact of the matter is... It's probably solid, pretty, solid medium. Probably a pretty regular. Reg. It's a reg. Thank you. And you think mine is a hair above reg. I'm on the reg. You, I think you're you're a thick cut of beef, I'd say. You're uh, a porterhouse where I'm just a filet. <laughs> oh, I see. Is anyone a strip? Who's a strip? Maybe Shelby's a strip. Shelby's a strip. Shelby's bone in. <laughs> Shelby's got the, Shelby's got the ribeye uh, right at the end. He's got the grill marks. <laughs> <Ooh-hoo-hoo>. <laughs> Bone in. That's beautiful. 
That even makes sense, but it worked. Well, it makes sense. Like uh, boner. you got a, you know, a bone in. I think of like a, a dick in you. Yeah, a dick in your anal. I'm not saying you have a dick in your anal. I'm saying that's what it would mean to me. Well, it's in. a factoid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We should just stop the presses. Seven-minute yeah. episode. That was well, a killer. Once we do the ads and the pre-roll and the bullshit, it's a 25-minute episode. There you go. It's a halfie. What do you mean? <laughs> Oh man, sorry. We got to the bottom of that. We learned a factoid. I love a fact. Well, that's a fact. Yeah. Well, we learned a fact about factoids. There it is. I'm trying to think of other factoids. Maybe uh, Richard Gere was uh, he drank semen or something like that. No, he had a gerbil up his anal. A gerbil up his anal. But yeah, then that's a factoid. Somebody or is that a stom- myth? Or somebody- is that an urban legend? Ah. Nah, it's a factoid. All right, but a stomach. <laughs> A stomach pumping from cum. Who was that? Was that Bowie? That was uh, Rod Stew. That was Rod Stew, yes. Yeah. I saw him one time in concert. He was kicking soccer balls into the crowd. I found it very peculiar. What are you doing? I'm trying to listen. <laughs> Put the balls away. <laughs> I don't think he's that good, Rod. What? I'm oh, not a, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's great. I think he's overrated. No, no, you're crazy. Rod's because overrated. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Oh, you grew boy. up at a weird time and you heard, Who else is going to bring you? A broken arrow. You came up on that shit. I don't even know that song. Broken arrow is a big hit in the nineties. You broke. You came up on that, or like, if you want my body, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm a little trash. homo. Yeah, but you missed out on the faces. The okay. face. Time. Oh, the faces Stay are good. With me. Yeah. Cause tonight, that shit. I didn't was even know amazing. that was him. Yeah, of course that's him. Oh. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. People yeah. don't know it's him. Well, you grew up on this pop dick. Come, yeah, it's he's no a, good. He's a sellout disco douche, but that guy fucking rocks with the best of them. And there was a story, uh, uh, you know who, uh, little Stevie Van Zant tells a story about running back to band practice with the cover of Rolling Stone, going, "Rod Stewart is white." Everybody was black. Get out of here. They thought for sure he was black because he was so soulful. He's like, "Look at this. That's Rod Stewart." Wow. And everyone was like, "Get out of here. That's not Rod Stewart." And they're like, "It's him. He's white." They didn't know that. Yeah, because he's like. Ah! Uh, I've never heard this uh, version. Hot legs. You ever hear hot legs? Stay with me. All the faces shit. Rod no, Stewart. I don't the, know it. I got to get on the faces. Oh, my God. He's tremendous. All right. Rod Stewart's unbelievable. But well, then he became like a big douche and had his stomach pumped and then started yeah. kicking soccer balls and singing disco tunes. Maggie, I never left try uh, Maggie, anymore. Maggie's great. That sounds like a Willie Nelson you're doing there. Mm, I like the I like the Willie. Yeah, I like Will, but uh, he's nothing on Rod Stewart. I can all tell right, you that. All right. Well, I'm learning. I'm learning about factoid here. Yeah, there's some great stuff. The first cut is the deepest. That's a cover, of course, but uh, you he know. sings it well. Sings it very well. Nice voice, sexy guy. He's this little sex symbol. He's like a male Tina Turner to me. He's always kicking and screaming. <laughs> he's a bit pomp. If you yeah, will. well, he's British, right? Shot for shot for pompous, pompous toyed. Yeah, I'm heading to uh, the UK tomorrow. But by the time they listen to this, here's what I'm afraid of: this might be the last episode ever because I might get fucking gunned down in Paris. Oh, you'll be all right. Jury duty's gonna blow over, and Paris is gonna be a magical time. But Paris is a target. Louis C.K. show in Paris is a target. Well, uh, here's how I know you're not worried. You didn't. You're not canceling the gig. Well, I'm not. I'm worried. I'll be worried when I'm there. It's, con- right. it's a concern. It's a concern. It's on my mind. I'm will when I'm in this uh, theater. By the way, amazing theater, Olympia Theater. The Beatles had a run there before they came to America, Ooh. and that's where they were when they found out. I want to hold your hand was numero uno. Ah, or how do you say that in French? But, numero un, maybe. Uh, les incompetents. But anyways, so the theater is built in 1883. But I'll tell you this. I will be in that dressing room looking for places to duck and cover in case I hear a... Let me ask you this. Are you going to bring it up to the big Lou? 
Are you going to go, hey, Lou, are you worried? I brought it up. I was like, hey, what, anyone concerned? And he was like, well, and then he said, well, I did tweet ISIS is a bunch of cunts before I went off of Twitter or something mm, like that. Well, well, that doesn't help the uh, situation. I know, but like, I'm not saying something's going to happen. It's very unlikely. Most people, you're not likely to die in a terrorist attack, despite what the media and the people on the right will tell you. But, uh, you know, it's still, th- there's no way there's not... A, a group of people going, hey, let's fucking get this theater. Mm, all right. American comedian Louis C.K. will chew them dead. Yeah, and the ISIS doesn't seem to enjoy a little comedy either. That's not their bag. No, and he does a whole bit about ISIS chopping heads off. It's a whole thing. Oh, that's a good bit. It's a great bit. Anyway, so I'm, ner- I'm nervous. I might never see you again. No, I, I got a good feeling. I thought about hugging my parents, but then it was too weird. We looked at each other. I was leaving, and I just went, all right. I did like a Nixon double peace sign. Yeah. Keep it real. Isn't that something? I've done that, too, where you go, ah, we don't need to hug, and then you never see him again. Yeah, well, I have it leading up all day. I'm like, I got to hug. You got to hug yes, here. You're yes. going off to war. And then it comes time to pull the trigger, and we it's just a two awkward. It's like a, a force beam. Why is I have that, too? Why can't we just, all we got to do is put the arms around, and we build it up, we build it up. It's so easy. Because it's too late. And that's, I feel hurtful for them, because I have, like, aunts and uncles, or, or uh, people that you call an aunt, aunt and uncle, you know, friends of the family, uh-huh. or, like, a, a Tom Dustin or a Greg Stone. People, I hug other people in front of them, because I've, I've just become huggers with them. I met them as huggers. Interesting. But here, there's too much buildup. I got 25 years, or 34 years of no hug. Yeah. It's hard to hug 30 years in. I guess so, but man, I bet it would feel good. How about this? My brother and me, we're not that close. We're not enemies, but we're just different people. He's kind of a nerd. I'm kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went to the Peace Corps. Yeah. And he was going to be gone for two years in the heart of dark, dark Africa. Oh, Conrad. Guinea. Yes. So uh, he was leaving, and he goes, all right, my shuttle's here or whatever. And I go, all right, whatever, you homo. Uh, blah. I'm sitting on a beanbag chair, like, flicking him off. All right, take it. You know, two... Two teenage fags, just a bunch of douchebags. Broy. Yeah, too broy. And, uh, you know, we're trying to be macho. And I was like, all right, have fun in Africa, you cum guzzling gook. Uh, bup, bup, bup. And he goes, all right. And we, and he goes, ah, give me a hug. And I go, all right, I give him a hug. We ended up hugging for like, we embraced each other for like 11 minutes. Wow. And we we're both sh- bawling. Wow. My head on his shoulder, his head on my shoulder, just streaming tears. No, no word is said. Nothing. We both felt it, and we knew, and we're both bawling, crying. You could you could feel us both going <laughs> that oh, whole thing, geez. and uh, and then he said, "All right," and I went, "All right," and he walked out. That was it. We it would, everything was understood. Not a word needed to be exchanged. Wow, I never had a moment like quite that. quite a moment. I would like a moment like that. Now, for those of us who don't know, is he in fact a cum guzzling gook, or is that just a <laughs> hyperbole? <laughs> that is the question. It's a hyper. Oh, I see. Bully of the biggest kind. He's actually married with a child and not Asian, mind you. But uh, he's a good. Uh, he actually looked Asian as a child because he had the bowl cut and squinty eyes. Oh, interesting. So we'd always my friends would always be like, "Oh, would your mom have a fling in Saigon?" Uh, Which was always a running gag. Was she in Saigon? No. Oh, I see. No, 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 no. So more of a gag. <laughs> all gags, all day. How about this? You ever get this? I get the double text, Henry Phillips. It's so bizarre. I want to send it. He, he, hey, man, long shot. You here August 20th. I'm doing my show at the Improv. By the way, if you're in L.A., August 20th, go to the Improv. Go see Henry Phillips' show. There you show. go. Plug. This is the second time he sent the same text. And I was like, nah, I'm out of town. And now it's uh, three days later. I, I guess he going, forgot. He might be going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, yeah. this guy. I think he forgot the texture. But anyways, maybe it's a good timing. Because if you're in L.A., August 20th, go check out Henry Phillips' show at the Improv. Henry Phillips, one of the funniest guys funny, ever. Funny, funny guest. Yeah, Couple times or once? Just once. Okay. One of my favorite episodes. He yeah. told the story about being in the closet for that birthday gig. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Henry Phillips talks kind of slow, but it's always worth it. Oh, he's tremendous. Great uh, storyteller, comedian. Just a brilliantly funny. Yeah, he's got a good mind, that guy. Not brilliantly smart, but brilliantly funny. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, regular smart. Yeah. His brain is to your dick. Just regular. A, just a regular. Okay. Yeah. But uh, comedically, like you with sex, his comedically brain is your sex dick. Regular in size, but tremendous outcome. Yeah, but I don't know what you're doing. I just you're getting laid. I don't know the results always. You know, I did a little. I did a. Let's do a thing. At the top three, what are you best at? Kissing, oral, and actual fucking. Uh-huh. What's your What's your one, two, three on that skill wise? I think I'm a tremendous kisser. It's the easiest of the three. I you think I'm the best soft, kisser too. You go. You go. Yeah, a kiss numero uno. I would say fucking number two because. Uh, I got a lot of anxiety, so I can really last in there. I got a normal piece. I got some good upper body strength at this, uh-huh. at this point in my life. I can really hold up there for a while yeah, in, yeah. in the niche. Okay. And then uh, eating pussy is always going to be number three, and anyone says otherwise is a fucking lunatic, if you ask me, because who knows what the fuck they're doing down there. Well, if they're orgasming, that's something. I mean, I can get an orgasm out of it, but I'm much better with a thumb. I'll lick mm. for a while because I like it for me. But the thumb, you got a lot more control. So I'll lick for my own taste to be like, yeah, I'm eating your pussy. Yeah. And then I get in there with the thumb to be efficient. Yeah, all right. I'm with you. I think I'm better at eating veg. Than fucking. I'm better at chowing box than, than, than actual fucking. I don't know. Call in, ladies, if you uh, disagree. And I've, and I've done both of those things to you. But I definitely think kissing for me is number one because I've had a lot of girls pull away and go, damn. Yeah. That was something. Yeah, I've had a couple of something. Sometimes it's because one of my teeth bumps into theirs because i got uh, a, a, a weird situation. That's the worst. I got a, a tilty tooth situation. Yeah. Old tilty teeth over here. You ever have a girl suck your tongue? Yeah. That blew I was my mind. 14. Wow. Oh, sorry. Um, but uh, I remember the first time making out my uh, this lady I was seeing at the time. I won't uh, name names, but her th- idea of kissing was licking the lips. Like, she thought that's what making yeah. out was. She was licking the rim of my lips. But when you're 16 or so, yeah. 17, you don't know what's... What? I know, but she's probably a dyke in training. I mean, she's, she's just assuming your mouth is a big old labia. Well, I think you don't know what from nothing. Yeah, I used to go all, go all over the place kissing wide open mouth, like a big mouth bass. I get the fucking nose in there. I believe it's a large mouth bass. I think it's big. No, it's a large mouth. I fished before. Oh, I'm going with the... Uh, the actual toy on the wall. Oh, I think that's probably a large mouth too. That's that thing's name is Barry or something. I think it's big. Big mouth Barry. Big mouth bass. It's called big mouth bass. I believe it is. Big mouth Barry. Large mouth. Yeah, but the toy. What's the toy called? I think it's got a name. I think it's like Pete the fish or something. I think it's just big mouth bass. I remember. C- Big Mouth Billy Bass. Ah! Barry Billy's pretty good. We both get half credit. Uh, I feel like I got 98% of the title here. You had Big Mouth, and I had fucking... Bass. I had Barry. Barry, and it's Billy. (laughs) Well, obviously we knew Bass. We had Bass. Bass was a gimme. (laughs) Sal Bass. (laughs) Um, Bass was a gimme, Uh, and I had Large Mouth for the animal. That was my original correction. I was talking about the toy. I didn't know you were talking about the toy. I assume you were talking about the fish. The fish is certainly more popular than the toy. Well, I've had the toy twice. Uh, really? Never had the fish. What are you doing with the toy? People, my grandmother gave me one and my aunt gave me one. Because oh. they're such cunts. They're like, ah, this he'll like this. He's a comedy fag. Get out of here. I hate those. I get shirts like that all the I time. I know, it's I'm the with, worst. I'm with homo or whatever. Yeah. Like, ah, you're a cunt. And you're like, get out of here. Yeah, that's cunt. not funny. Yeah, it stinks. Uh, 
The, but I can't hear you over the voices in my head. Shut up. Get out of here with these dumb shirts. I got those, too. Ah, it's the worst. I got one of those, too. It said, uh, boy, uh, normal people scare me. Happy birthday. And I'm like, uh, what is this? Yeah, Come you're, on. You're a that. comedy man. I know. And I, I'm aware this is horrible or not the, funny. How about the ones that has like a chicken that's like 12-inch cock? <laughs> oh, God. I can't wear this to fucking school. Yeah. Ask me about my asshole. <laughs> what? Or boob inspector. <laughs> Federal booby inspector. Get out of here. FBI. Well, how about the shirt in New York that says, fuck you, you fucking fucks? With the, with the level of intelligence to put that shirt on and, and leave the house about your day. Yeah. It, it's just, it mind blows me. What are you sending out into the world, you loser? Yeah. A lot of comics will sell these shirts. Like, this shirt yeah. says, hey, I fuck kids. Right, right. And like, you get it? Yeah, Jared the Subway guy, I'm on your side. <laughs> we should sell shirts. We do. Tuesdays with Stories merch cart. Yeah. Is that guy around? I we thought he got killed. We haven't sold one since the 80s. And then Luis Gomez, that cunt, he fucking posts a picture and says, does anyone have a merch guy? Eyes <laughs> blows. Yeah. After all that, it was funny. And then some guy wrote, Joe List has a good one. I got like 25 likes. Oh, Mark just pulled his microphone. Out. Have I been on the whole time? <laughs> okay, shit. Well, this thing just popped out. <laughs> All right. Wait, I had a story. I started a story. Oh, you had Ryan Adams as a cunt? No, wait. That was no, I think else. I was going to get into that, but before the... No. Elephant. Elephant? Dude, don't take me back to two hours. Now uh, you're being... Oh, it's 20 minutes, literally. <laughs> I got a clock in front of me. Wait. Uh, wait, wait. It was right before the mouth. You did a mouth thing. Oh, we're talking about fucking? We're talking about yes. rating oh, yourself? I think I was going to say, why do you think you're bad? Why are you bad at fucking? I don't I think, think I'm bad. Story. I just... Oh, I remember the oh, story. Okay. I remember the story. Great. But I want to hear why you're bad I don't also. think I'm bad. I think I'm just the word. I think I'm pretty good at eating eating gash. Yeah, I think I'm decent as well. But, yeah. But I can fuck all day and all night. Really? You don't jizz? Get on the table. I'll show All you. Right. Lay it on me. Uh, well, I'm saying I have anxiety. Eventually, I'll jizz now, but for a long time, I had a condom situation. I had a Paxil situation. I had a lot of sex with unattractive women situation. Bill Paxil. Yeah. Uh, large mouth Bill Paxson. But you never, with the anxiety, it seems like you'd have some boner prob. No, I got a boner. I have a boner now. I just have boners all the time. It's, yeah. it's mind-blowing to me to think that someday we're going to have boner problems, because I got... I could just think of a, you know... Well, that's how insane my brain can get. They can actually cause me, it, with a naked woman I'm attracted to and dying to fuck, I can get no boner. It's happened to me before. It's the worst feeling in the world, but that's how powerful your brain is. Yeah. I've had that with drinking, or the uh, whiskey dick. Ah, see, it. that I've never had. I think it sounds like it might be. No, it's all mental. I mean, I've had it sober, stone cold. Oh, really? Steve wow. Austin. So you've had... Trouble getting it up sober, but never drunk. Yes. That's insane. Because the drunk, I'm not thinking about it, because I'm I drunk. See. I see. It's gotcha. mental, baby. Ah, yeah, I got some problems as well, but they're not uh, boner-related. I'll fuck for days without coming, though. That was real, probably ruined all my relationships, because they're like, you think I'm ugly, whatever, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, weird. And I'm like, no, I, if you're not here, I jerk off and come in three minutes. Right. It's just you. I'm, I'm nervous. I feel self-conscious. Well, here's a toss-out for you. Toss I have a thing where I actually get a boner if I don't like the girl. Because to me, it's just purely, se it's just a sexual being I'm going to fuck. Oh, but you're still attracted to her. Yeah, but if I like her and like I have feelings and I love her or whatever the hell, I, it's hard for me to get a boner. I got you. Isn't that weird? Hmm. So when I, when I can't get it up, girl's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I love you. I see. So it's a weird moment. Well, you must really be infatuated with me because I've never seen a boner on you before. Yeah, yeah, and the guy thing. Oh, I see. Hetero. Yeah, the, the, the toothy, tilty tooth. Uh-huh. That's probably it. But this is what I was going to say and ask, or not ask, but say... I uh, was with a girl one time, and uh, we were young at the time, and 
she was afraid of semen just exploding into her mouth. Mm. So her idea of oral sex, it would she would just suck on the top part of the not the head, but like where your fingers are if you're jerking off. Aha. Uh-huh. Like the most sensitive part yeah, of the dick. Yeah. That's not the head. She would just suck on that. Like give it a hickey. Huh. And I was like, well, that's not what a blowjob is. Yeah, yeah. And then she would be like, well, I don't want uh, you to shoot in my mouth or piss in my mouth or something. And I was like, well, just, I'm not going to do that because you're not even close. You're just kissing my dick. Yeah, and I, I can pull out. A dick kiss is no good. It's no. okay. No. It's leading up to a, a big old BJ. Right. But there is nothing better than uh, shooting a big wad of mayonnaise into a taco shell. Yeah, it's fun to put the business in the... Uh, the cave in the oven in the, the man batter. pleaser yeah just just kidding you ever had the uh, uh we're getting pretty graphic here folks but you ever had the bang and then she goes let me know when and you do and she puts the mouth on it not uh not recently that's not Ooh. the kind of gal i'm uh, uh, settling down with i guess i can't see uh the the tolemosh no that's not her scene certainly yeah. and uh, i'm not into that so much i mean i guess i would but a girl you don't know it gets wild oh it gets wild and crazy anything go with a girl you don't know a one-time shot it, it's everyone it's fine to just be hey blow it on my forehead and you're like wow this is fun yeah but i want my my wife to be a little more grounded in life sure but it's a fun little treat it's that's like bringing flowers home that's true yeah i had the uh <laughs> i i uh ah Man, I hooked up with like a 21-year-old about a year ago, and it was like wild. It was one of those things where we were at the cellar, and I just did a set, and she was like being super flirty, and I go, you want to just get out of here? And she goes, yes. Wow. I go, oh my God, we go back to my place. And uh, yeah, she was just a hot little minx, 21, you know, just tight bod and everything, and we're banging. And it was lasting a long time, and I could tell she was kind of drunk. She wasn't that into it, so she just kept saying, "Uh, come for me. Oh. Confirm and I was like, Jesus Christ! And I, of course, I did. Wow! But uh, yeah, naughty little whore. Yeah, I think I told you this story before. And uh, NLW. This is a gal, and uh, we were having uh, the anus sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I told this story before, but it's worth telling again. She said, "I need you to come in my ass." She said, "I need you to come in my ass." I need it. Yes, and I said, uh, "Well, if you need it, I will oblige." You damn right. And then I uh, came right in that ass, and then she took a big uh, Oreo dump. Ooh, a McFlurry. <laughs> she took a big old McFlurry. Oh, um, that was probably too much. We probably lost some of our fans on that one, or gained. We might have gained. Who knows? Yeah, there's you some sickos I mean. out there. Uh, let me talk about Ryan Adams being a big old C word. This is nerve wracking because he could get this could come around to him. Uh, I'd love it if he heard this and tweeted at us. Well, would you? Because I get I, don't, I get afraid of confrontation. I shouldn't say he's a kind. I'm sure he's a sweet, sweet guy. And, oh, I heard he's a bit of a pansy. Because here's the thing: these podcasts they last forever, and we could blow up and be these huge stars, and then everyone people will go back and listen, and then a million people find out that 20 years ago I was trashing Ryan Adams. True, or you could blow up in Paris. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> can you imagine? Because this will come out, and then this will oh, happen. People, that would, they'll uh, hate you. That they'll would hate kill you. me. That would hate myself. Yeah. Come get me, ISIS. Uh, don't say that. Were you kidding? Because right, if they right. come after you, I'm the next best thing. That's true. Well, oh, Jesus. All right. I'm living on the edge. Goddamn. We're all going to die one day. Oh, God. Anyway, so Ryan Adams, we talked about it before. Uh, the show, I went to Upper Darby, Pennsylvania to see mm. him. And the guy was taking flash photographs and he flipped out. Yeah. This time it was in Central Park, the summer concert series. Uh huh. And uh, this guy, 
I love his music. Brilliantly talented, tremendous writer, singer, songwriter, uh, guitar player. Mm -hmm. Just terrific. I mean, really talented. But I'm done with the shows. Never putting any more money into this guy's pocket. Is that right? I go to the show. I got to write down a couple of these. First of all, he's very passive aggressive. He's doing a thing. And I learned a lesson about this with comedy by watching Ryan Adams. Because he kept talking about what a shitty crowd we were. Over and over wow. and over again. And you're like, well, you're playing music. We're standing here listening to the music. People are want? singing along. I don't know what we're supposed to do. We can't mosh. Yeah. You know, we're clapping. And he kept being like, boy, yeah, this is going exactly as I expected it. Boy, nice hot crowd out there. Boy. Wow. I'm feeding off your energy. He's like doing that shit. And by the way, Tom Dustin and I were talking about this. No one's ever said, I'm feeding off your energy, not ironically. Right, right. No comedian's ever like been killing and just been like, I'm feeding off your energy. Yeah, that would be weird to say, yeah. But anyways, he's doing all this like passive-aggressive shit, and then uh, one of the security guards is like, get into it with a, with a guy, and then Ryan Adams stops the music, and he's like, what the fuck's going on? What, what's, uh. He's like, what's going on over here? What are you, a tough guy, security guy? What the hell's going on? The guy's like, he's, he's smoking weed. We can't smoke yeah. in the park. And the guy's like, oh, and then Ryan Adams goes, oh, he's smoking weed. I never heard of that at a concert. I never heard of weed at a concert. And he's kind of just Ugh. fucking over the security guy. And that, yeah. That's the guy that's to protect you. Right. It'd be like if you're at the cellar and you started trashing the door guy. Right. Ooh, look at the big black doorman yelling at the... Like, you're like, we're supposed to be on a team, you fuck. That's crazy. And you're not allowed to smoke. Yeah, it's illegal. And then he goes, uh, what are you going to do, arrest him? And then he goes, uh, you better come up here and arrest my brain. Because my brain is on weed. He's not even trying to be funny. Like, he's saying it like he Jesus thinks that's a Christ. good line. What a weirdo. And it was just like, what are you doing? And like, I'm for weed. We should smoke weed. But it's like, yeah, you're not allowed to smoke in the park. This guy's job yeah. is to prevent people from smoking in the park. Wow. And so he's going, hey, you got to stop smoking. And then Ryan Adams is like, yeah, you douche. Damn. And then he does that. And then uh, some girl like uh, sort of faked it. And he's like, yeah, don't stop the show. He stopped the whole show for that. He kept being what? cunty. He was really just a big cunt of a guy. And there's a band behind him. Yeah, and the band just sitting there. I feel like they're looking around being like, oh, God, here we go again with this Ryan Adams. Wow, what a loon. But it was a perfect uh, summer night. But, the, boy, the rest of my brain was so annoying. Ugh. Just the, oh, I never heard of weed and music going together. And then some people were like, woo! And then <laughs> oh, I, was I hate this guy. Canner, and Sarah's like grabbing me with her clothes. She's like, like the douche chills. Yes. As they say. She's like, ah, oh, this is so brutal. And they kept trying to make these horrible jokes and just being like yeah this show sucks and you guys suck and it was really quite frustrating yeah but anyways it was a beautiful night for music so we enjoyed the show as much as we could but i'm never going back to that show again i'm not going either yeah i'm poo-pooed on adams yeah not a not a fan i like brian adams now what's he got he's got guts like a knife Ah, i'm out what about uh was the summer of 69 oh god no way i hate that song you don't like that song nah it's done oh you're so fucked out Oh, well, it's 30 years old. I can't. They play it over and over. Uh, it's too much. It's too It's too Americana. But he's Canadian. Well, even worse. And then he played a, please forgive me. I know. Actually, ironically, he sang a song with Rod Stewart. It's too ballady. I don't know. It's too dramatic. I'm not it's, into it. It's not the best. Don't All get right. me wrong. I mean, All right. Ryan Adams is much more talented than I Brian agree. Adams. But I guess Brian's less of a douche. But anyways, I had this fun thing. So it's a perfect summer night. Hot August night, and your dick starts to sweat, and your ass starts to melt. Neil Diamond. Yeah, I like Neil. You like Neil Diamond. The, the uh, Jewish Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, he's very far from Elvis, though. I know. That's a bad... But from Brooklyn. Hmm. 
Anyway, so then uh, the concert ends. We're in the park, and I'm leaving, and Sarah's going to go down to Ari Shafir's show. How about this? Isn't this, doesn't this kill you? Ari asked me to do his storytelling show Ooh, at the Village Underground. Great show. And it pays a ton of money because he splits like the money. At least four hundo. Yeah. So I go, you know what? I'm going to this concert with Sarah. It's a big date night. I'm going to the park. I got to say no. I got to say no because I'm going to the concert. And afterwards, we're probably going to want to get the thing. Uh-huh. So we go to the show. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do it. I don't want to have to check my watch at a concert and right. leave early. So the concert starts right at 730 at 9, he's wrapping up the shows at 10 p.m. Oh, you had it. And then Sarah goes, hey, Adrian is on Ari's show at the Village Underground. I'm going to go down and watch her to support. Ah, uh, you could have made it. So I said no so I could do date night, and then my date leaves me to go to the show that uh, I turned down. 400 bucks. Wow. The date night. I got stood up. That kills me. It killed me. I could have gone. We could have gone together, supported Adrian. She could have supported me as well. We could have kissed on the lips and uh, got paid. Yeah. So instead, I go, you know what? You go see Adrian. I can't go to a show I said no to. Yeah. That's too much for me. I can't sit there and think about the count the money no, I would have made. No, no, no. I'd kill myself. So what I do is there's a new Woody Allen flick. You know my feelings on Woody. I like Wood. Cafe Society. And uh, so I go, I can still catch it. The movie starts at uh, 10.05, and the concert gets out at 9.45. You got it. I'm in the park, so I jog through the park at night to make it to a Woody Allen movie. Wow, you're like a rapey. The irony, though. Yes. It's like, I'm in a Woody Allen. Ah. I'm running through the park at night from a concert to go see a movie of Woody Allen, and I'm jogging down the Upper West Side, and I'm trying to make it, and the lights keep turning red. I'm hopping over puddles. I'm knocking over hobos. Uh-huh. And I finally get there. I say, give me some M&Ms and a ticket to Woody. Yes. And I get in there. I'm the only one in there. I, I put my feet up. And uh, underground, Lincoln Plaza. Not a bad night. Beautiful night. So I leave there. I get the the, the concert. I get that cuntiness off me by watching nice Woody. Yeah. Enjoyable picture. Not his best, of course. Sure. So then I leave, and I say, I'm on 65th and uh, Central Park West over there. So I say, I'm going to walk all the way to 59th and 5th. Uh-huh. So I'm walking across Central Park South there, 59th Street. The building. It's, it's a masterful oh, yeah. summer night. You got the trees on the left. The building's on the right. The horses smell like assholes. Uh, so I get to 59th and 5th, and I go, hey, Sal, see you at home. She's like, I'm leaving uh, the cellar. It was great. Hang, whatever, good show. Uh-huh. And I go, great. I'll see you at home. I'm getting on the end train. I go downstairs, the end train, not running. Uh-huh. So I go, well, I'll walk not running from 59th and 5th. Uh-huh. So I walk to Lexington Avenue and 59th. I go, no big whoop. I'll take the 6 down to the seven. Take the 7 to the end. There it is. I get to 59th and Lex. This is a long walk now. Now I've been oh, jogging sure. and walking everywhere. You're I get a sweaty there, mess. I'm pooped. I go, whew. The 6, Lee. I watch the doors close uh, in front of me. Worst feeling ever. So it leaves right in front of me. I go, fuck. Yes. So I look at the thing. It says, next 6 train, 18 minutes. Oh, 18. I missed it by a second. 18 fucking minutes. Uh, this is how New York... Fucks you right in the cunt. It fucks you. And now, for those of you that don't know, I live in Astoria, Queens, 59th and Lex. I'm a mile as the crow flies. Ooh. My house is right there. Stone's throw. I'm three stops away from my home. So I go, I go, if you know what, I'm not going to wait 18 minutes to take a six train to a seven train to take an end train. I'm right here. I, I'll just get a cab. All right, all right. So Treat I yourself. Go up, I jump in a cab. Bridge is grid locked. Ay, ay, ay. Grid locked. I Google Maps it. It says 35 minutes. It's blood red. It's a new red. Brown. Oh. It's, you, ever, you ever have sex on the period and it gets in the sheets and then you yes. forget to wash them? It yes. turns that black. Yes. It's but, chunky, 
ovary red. Yes, it was ovary red was uh-huh. the color of this traffic. Ay, vaya con Dios. So I sit there. I texted Sarah. I was like, hey, the N's fucked up. So she takes the D to the 7. She beats me home. Wow. I'm at 59th and left. I'm a mile from my house. Oh, She's in the village. Geez, you should have done this gig. Beats me home by a half hour. Oh, a half E. I would have made 400 bucks and beat myself home. I ended up sitting in the car. And the whole thing, and the, guy, the cab driver's yelling. He takes it out of me. He's like, you motherfucker. You're going to get killed in Paris, you piece of shit. Ah! <laughs> Oh, he was a pirate. Knew. Yeah. So then there was a yelly situation, and then all of it's erased. It's all I had the concert, the Woody, this romantic night. Yeah, yeah. That's what New York does to you it, it, in life. It twists you, yep. and turns you, yep. and sticks it right in your big asshole. Uh huh. Comes everywhere, and then you gotta shit it out. Oh, flurry. Boy, oh boy, that is a brutal. Well told, though. That was a little Hemingway. I'm oh, like, you like should kill yourself. Hemingway. Well, uh, you want to read an ad? Speaking of Hemingway and selling out. Sure. <laughs> Did he sell out? No, he didn't. We did. Uh-huh. But not really. I mean, we got to make a living. We got to make a living here. here. Patreon, folks. Yeah, go to Patreon. Give us a dollar or two. All why why right. am I saying dollar? Give us five yeah, bucks a month. Yeah, throw a fucking bone at us. We're hungry. Ten bucks a month. And uh, come see us live. Please. Casper. Hell of a mattress. Sleep brand. Created a perfect mattress sold directly to consumers, eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. It's award-winning, folks. This thing's a doozy. I got one at home. Uh, the quality's great. Built by engineers who spent thousands of hours developing this puppy. It's got springy latex and supportive memory foam. <whistles> You're gonna love this one. Breathable design. Sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. Most matches are 1,500 bones to 2,000. This is 500. Not bad. 500. All right, buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. Free delivery, free returns within 100 days. If you love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Yes, required talking points. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at shockingly fair price. It combines springy latex supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And down the stretch they come. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. An award-winning mattress that won't disappoint. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Canada. Ryan Adams. Try Casper for 100 nights, risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. It's made in America. Yes. Tracking. Ho- oh, all right. Host must voice the show's junior. Oh, shit. All yeah. right, we got a special offer for you listeners here. $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash Tuesdays and using Tuesdays. Terms and conditions may apply. I think that's a forward slash, by the way. Thank you. Forward slash, not a backslash. We're moving forward, folks. Past is behind us. Woo! Tuesdays. Use Tuesdays. Get 50 bucks off. Get that mattress and get some period blood on it. <laughs> Shelby looks real bummed. Yeah. Well, Is that his, not good? No good? That's his resting face. All right. Nah, he made some faces. They weren't resting. Oh, boy. They were aggressive. Uh-huh. I just got my information for the, the UK, so I feel better. Oh, great. By the time this comes out, it'll already be, I'll, be, I'll be leaving. It's very interesting how similar and how different we are. Interesting. Tell me more. You're, we're both anxiety-riddled lunatics, but... <laughs> You worry about uh, bombing in Paris. You worry. You, you, you freak out if you don't get an email at a certain time period. All that stuff I don't even think about. I don't think about cancer. I don't think about any of that shit. And I worry about uh, a guy. I see a guy at a party, and a girl was mean to him, and I'm just freaking out like, oh, my God, this poor fucking guy. I can't stand to look at him. Yeah, I mean, I have that, too. But this is like, I'm not sincerely, the, the 
France is a thing, but it's not consciously. I'm not okay. losing sleep. All right. It's a fun thing to talk about. But this is like, I'm literally going, flying overseas when is for that? a 14-day 10-country tour Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, you're going tomorrow? I'm leaving tomorrow, and oh, I have I thought zero you were going like a month. information. Oh, that's different. I don't have one hotel info. I don't have a oh, flight info. I have nothing. Ah, and so okay. I'm getting that. That's a little anxiety. I thought it was a week away. I have a 10-country tour on four days' notice. Down to one day, I'm yes. flying Delta. Delta just canceled 2,000 flights. I'm all over the place. I'm a visual guy. I like a fucking, this is the hotel, that's the next hotel, and that's the other hotel. Yeah. But the problem when you're opening is you're not a priority. We're ah. the last in line. Every single thing sure. in Louis's life comes first and foremost. And then there's, the openers come very last. I, see, I don't even worry about it because I know that I'm going to land and they're going to have a hotel for me. I, what do I need to know where the hotel is? I don't know that they're going to have a hotel for me. Oh, they'll have, what, are they going to put you on the street? This last few legs, we booked our own hotel. Oh, so I didn't know one, that. So this one, we're like, hey, and this is what Joe and I were saying. That we're like, we'll pay. I'm happy to pay for the hotel. But just, you got to book. I don't know how to book a hotel in Prague. What the fuck sure. is Prague? I might be in the, the fucking, you know, the South Central of Prague. Right. No offense to South Central. I'm sure it's great. I've been there, actually. South Central? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. wild. Crenshaw. Yeah. And Normandy. Yes. Crenshaw and Normandy. That's right. Reginald Dean. Reginald Denny. Aha. Uh-huh. Invasion of Normandy. Take over this last 20 minutes, for God's sake. I went too long with the uh, the Peanuts and the Ryan Adams. Well, you're very passionate today. Can I say that? I think I'm passionate most days. You find me not passionate I think days? you're extra pash. Do you really find that? You're... It hurts my feelings a little bit. No, I mean, you're passion fruit. All right. Oh, jeez. Now the feelings are hurt. Oh, you're always passionate. Now you're extra pash. All right. Do your story. Uh, you can't tell this guy a thing. No, no. I'll calm down when you tell your stories. I'll just sit here and mope. You want me to mope? I'll mope. I don't want you to mope. Who wants you to mope? <laughs> All right, Where are you getting point. this? All right. I won't mope. Jesus Christ. No mope. I think it's ovary red over here. Oh, mope. All right. Hope. Uh, okay. Mopey and Anthony. All right, so right, that gang's over. This is your big moment here. We got oh, jeez. Well, come on. Now the pressure's on. All right. Well, I got to talk about Montreal a little bit because uh, we glossed over that. We went to Montreal Comedy Fest, the biggest comedy festival in the world, probably the most prestigious and the most fun by far. And uh, I did a little thing called Roast Battle, and I just want to get this out in the open there, kooks and kookettes. Yeah, let's talk about it, because I was in the audience. Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I didn't perform as well as I wanted to. Uh, I got my own head big time. I'm not a confrontational guy. I've done, a, I've done like four Roast Battles. I'm undefeated, by the way. But uh, I've done four. You came in undefeated. Yes, I like to write some jokes, blah, 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 do some roast, but this one was on TV, this one was against a guy I don't really know who's like supposedly a roast guy, right. so I was like, ah, I'm funnier than this guy, I want to take him down, this guy's cocky, whatever the hell, and then I heard he had writers, it was a whole thing, and Sam's in my ear about fucking Ran easy. so there was a lot on the line here, and a lot, a lot of, I had, I, nothing against Tony Hinchcliffe, but this, this kid, 18 people texted, emailed me going, I fucking hate this guy. You got to knock him off his ass. Oh, Fuck geez. him. And I was like, who is this guy? What is this, like a supervillain? Like, Why do the, people hate him? People hate him. It's insane. Him. I don't even know him either. And he's always seemed nice. I've done his podcast before, years ago. Don't you kind of want to get to know someone when people don't like him? Like, I want to get to the bottom of this. I wanna be, yeah, I'm curious. Yes. But I'm also kind of 
I'm on my heels a little bit around, just like, what's up with this? Is he going to kill me? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm just like, all right, I guess I got to murder this guy. And I got in my own head. Everybody's like, you're so, you're such a good roast guy. You're a mean guy. You're going to kill a lot. And then I was like, well, now I got to live up to that. Then Mike Lawrence poo pooed all my jokes and he's a great roast joker. So that got in my head. And then I'm like, who am I as a person? And I'm, you know, when you're writing, I've wrote so many jokes and I'm like, I don't know what's funny anymore. I had that whole thing. Of course. It was just a lot. And then I go in there and I'm like, you saw me. I was riffing and raffing out of the gate. That was just me, like trying to throw my weight around. Like, look how funny I am. And I can riff. I'm off the cuff. I don't need the, these jokes. I'm good. Yeah, you I, came swinging. I came out swinging. Yeah, but sometimes I think that can be off-putting. People are like, "He's this guy is too." What? What is this? He's. I was cagey. Yes, I would, came in cagey, and I could have just because I watched him. I watched Tony lose the next night to this other guy who was just cool as a cucumber, no rebuttals, just fucking throwing throwing nice jokes out, and he won. That's that's how I like it. We we dabble in this a little bit. You and Sam are a little different. Yeah, I, I don't like to write that. Th- you have an off the cuff. You have an off the cuff. You have you come in with your jokes like business. Yeah, I got my five jokes, and here are my jokes. Right, and I was so worried about uh, what he was going to say about me. So I had a I writ I wrote I was written like eight rebuttals. You're supposed to write five jokes total. I probably wrote fifteen jokes, eight rebuttals. I had about seven tags I wrote on the spot. You know, before I went on, like about the room. I was just in my head. I had like 300 jokes bouncing around in my head. So I wasn't clear. I still thought I did okay uh, performance-wise. Like I never choked or flubbed or whatever the hell. But uh, I didn't think I was as good as I could have been. Not to mention I fucked up by having a nice rebuttal. I got a big laugh. And then I said, hey, Jeff, I got another joke, right? And he goes, ah, let's give it to Tony now. Yeah. Which is totally unfair, because everyone else had a rebuttal than a joke. But I shouldn't yeah. have asked. Yeah, that was the only mistake you made. I thought you were terrific, and I thought you should feel good about yourself. Because to me, I know you want to win, and you get to go on to the next round, and it's more money, whatever. But the winning and losing, you just want to be a good pairing. I thought you guys were a great pairing. You want to not come off as a fucking unfunny douche. You didn't. You yeah. were funny. You weren't a douche. And uh, you guys were great together. You got a little rooked at the end with the rules. I got, I got rooked. But the only mistake you made was that one. You should have just had the rebuttal and then done a joke because that's how it works. I and was trying to be uh, diplomatic. diplomatic. Thank yeah. you. But you, you, you lost uh, a joke there. I know. I had a, real, a good one locked and loaded. And then I was so in my own head that I had an order of the jokes. And once that one was gone, I was like, well, moving on. Right. I should have just held on to that joke. It was my best joke, and I didn't do it. Yeah, that one, uh, that, that hurt a little bit. Yeah, and then, uh, so then I had to go first twice, you know. We got down a sudden death, and uh, you know, I go, all right, well, I went first, and and the host goes, or the judge or whatever goes, Brian Moses goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Tony, you got to go first, and then and then Jeff goes, ah, you go first again. I go, why, why? Sincerely, like why? And he goes, I like the rhythm of you going first, and that was the first inkling of like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah, he just didn't have a reasoning. He was like, ah, the rhythm. The rhythm. I was like, you don't have a rhythm. You're wearing a fedora. What do you know? Yeah, so that was a little, uh, you got a little screwed there. Yeah. And then, uh, but still you had a chance, but then he had an off the cuff that was great. He had an off the cuff that was, you couldn't touch it. And you can't rebuttal a rebuttal. It doesn't work. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is he didn't have to do his last joke. So he actually got away with one. You guys had the opposite problems. Uh Where you had a rebuttal and then lost a joke as a result. He had a rebuttal so good that he didn't have to do a joke. Exactly. So he technically he won te- on a non-joke. He didn't do a joke about you. He just right. had a rebuttal. But the rebuttal, I will say, was fucking like perfect, flawless. It was like, yeah. oof. Because yeah. he called you a pussy and predicted his victory in an off-the-cuff thing. Exactly. It was pretty beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that guy, and I wanted you to win. But that was like, 
I gotta take my hat off to that fucking one well, joke at least. That's the that's the roast experience coming out. Like he's a roast guy, right? Said, and that's where that shined right there. Right. Shown shine. So uh, yeah. So whatever. I got a million tweets about it. But then you know you got the whole thing where you look back. It's like the Olympics with it. If I hadn't tripped to that last whatever, you start replaying it over and over. But it was like the it was like that where if I if he had gone first, I could have had a rebuttal. Yeah, you, you never know. Yeah. yeah you're so a rebuttal guy. Rebuttal guy. Uh, so yeah, that was that, and uh, boy, it hurts. It stings. It hurts being called a pussy. It hurts everyone laughing. It hurts having that a loss on TV, and uh, blah blah blah. It sucks. But hey, you take your lumps and you move on. Right. I, I gotta make an amends to, to you here. Oh god. We had a moment where uh, you came upstairs before your set. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, Louis here. It's crazy. Blah blah blah. And you're telling me some stories. But I was sitting on the balcony, and Ed Larson got me in. It was a tough ticket. Oh that yeah. Thing took over the festival, and Ed yeah. Larson was doing warm up right below us. And he had looked up and gave me a thumbs up and made eye contact. Really? So he's aware of me. We, we had a thumbs up exchange, like a thank you. Yeah. And then he's doing warm up. And then you're telling me a story, but I'm trying. I don't want him to look up and see me just uh, with my back to him. So then you had a story you told. And you're like, nothing on that? What I, are you kidding? That, that stung. I know, but I was like, I, I got Ed's performing right here. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. I, he was looking up at us, uh, and he got me the tickets. He got you the I tickets. I felt bad afterwards. but uh, you. I mean, and then right before that, I won't name names, but there was another drunk comic who, uh, who oh, I like. But I know Chris, who that was. Chris D was doing a set. Chris D is doing a set. Yeah. And this guy was like, blah, blah, blah. And there was two of them. And Sarah and I were like, what the fuck? I wanted to fight this guy. But then it's a whole ordeal. Yeah. And you never can look at each other. But they were dry, like, oh, another thing. And I'm like, there's a comedian yes. performing right fucking there. And you're a comedian. Oh, I was, shut the fuck up. I know. Was it the same guy telling me a story right Maybe. behind you? It was like, he was telling me this long story. I'm like, I was pretending to care, but the whole time I'm like, what are you, insane? I don't give a shit about this. It was really... Uh, and it was full volume. It was a whole thing, a full volume, while Chris D., my buddy, who I, I love, past guests, he's performed like there's a comedian performing right now. What are yeah, you, insane? I know. But anyways, so, you did you did great, and I thought you represented yourself and uh, all of us very well. Well, I got I want to thank everybody. I got a lot of nice tweets about it. A lot of, you were funnier than that guy. You got robbed. And, uh, so I appreciate it. And uh, thank you. And I had to get that out. Yeah. I, I must have played that whole thing over my head 800 times. So. Boy, there was a lot of great lines, though. They cut out one that was great. When well, you uh, watched it on TV. I didn't watch it, but someone told me they oh. cut it out because I was talking about it. I didn't see any of them on TV, but uh, Miss Pat and Ralphie May roasted each other. Yes. And uh, Jeff Ross had a line. This looks like a battle between Eric Garner's mother and a guy that can't breathe. <laughs> wow. That was a great one. Great joke. And I guess Ralphie May was real sour about his oh, defeat. Oh, was he sour? He yeah. was sour. Er. Those roasts are fun, but people take them serious, and it gets too confrontationally sometimes. Yeah, I don't care about the jokes at all. I just want to not lose. Right. I don't care. Oh, you call my mom a cunt or my dick a dick, whatever. I don't care. So, uh, yeah, so that was great. And I got to tell you, just getting it over with was like, thank God. And the whole thing was a fucking nightmare stress-wise. I'm in my Montreal Hyatt hotel room pacing, mes memorizing jokes. It it's not fun. Yeah, it's a bummer, too, because the festival... I was had stress free. I mean, yeah. I was just I'm hanging out. Right. I'm doing. I did the show with you, which was fun. And yeah, and uh, that's the thing is like, and that's what I was trying to tell you there is like, you're doing your own hour show. This I should know. be a side. Yeah, it's a it's a what do you call it? A, a novelty. It's yes. like a silly novelty thing. You're doing an hour. You got to focus on that. And uh, right, boy, we had fun. Hour. We did three TV set. I mean, it was a blast. I made a ton of money. I you know met a bunch of people. The high, the parties. It was all great. I shouldn't worry about this. So it was almost a blessing to lose. The, the ideal thing would be to win and then just be done. Right. 
right. I don't want to win and then keep doing it. Yeah. That's hell. Yeah. Mike it's, Lawrence was out there like a fucking stress doll. He was freaking out. And boy, did he represent us well. Oh, man, that guy can write a joke. Nice to have a New Yorker win. And then you missed out on the uh, Mount Royale hike. I missed on the Mount Royale. I had to work. Yeah, Ari and I went for a nice hike. We smoked Cubans. Had a great talk. That guy Still really, want to hear that talk. Yeah, he's, he knows a lot. He's very wise. And, Ari's uh, the man. Yeah, we had Cubans. And uh, it was one of those things. We had a sweet moment, but it was kind of funny because he was like, he had like a really sincere, genuine moment. We're having cigars. And he's like, you know, man, I know you. Get a little lost sometimes, but uh, you know you should know you're doing really great. Ah, uh, it was really sweet. But I was like, "No, I know. I'm not. I feel great." Right, <laughs> it's right. One of those ones where you're like, "I don't feel lost at all. I feel like I'm doing terrific right now." Yeah, it's one of those things where you kind of have to start with that. Yeah, just for the sentence to sound good. Yeah, I was like, ah, "I feel terrific." I was like, "Do I seem like I'm not doing well?" And I felt bad about that. But yeah, so uh, another fun moment back from Montreal. Did the Colbert, which I discussed last show, last ep. Thanks for all the nice bullshit on that. It's on YouTube, but uh, I got to watch it at the cellar. Oh, and this that's fun. was quite a quite a mom. So uh, I, you know, it comes out at a, the show starts at eleven thirty. I have a spot at eleven thirty five. So I figure, wow. well, I'm, I'm at the end. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make that. I do my spot. Have a good set. You know, it's cool. The uh, the, the host is like, this guy's on Colbert tonight. Ah! You know, the place goes crazy. And uh, I got to tell you, when you're on TV that night, they give you more of a pop. The oh, audience, really? They trust you more. They yeah. go, we're going to listen now. Right. Usually they're like, who's this douche? What's he talking about, huh? I think uh. they're blown away by it. They're a little blown away, but they're like, they, they pay attention. You almost feel like a, I got like a celebrity vibe for a second. Wow. It's a cool feeling. And they're, you know, they're never, they never trust me out of the gate, but they, they were just like, whatever you say, buddy. So it was nice. And then, uh... I see, I'm coming off stage, Sam is coming on, I go, we're watching the Colbert, come over after he said, he goes, I'll never make it, I was like, just come by. So I run over there, and Gnome is playing his music with a bunch of cats. Oh, Friday night. Friday night, at the cellar, playing the music of the olive tree, and I go, ah, shit. Then I, I talked to Liz the night before, she's like, don't worry, we'll put on the big screen, it'll be great. So I see Gnome in there, I'm like, well, that's the end of that, Gnome's the owner of the cellar, he's playing music, he's not gonna stop. So uh, Gnome takes a break, and Alicia goes up and goes... Hey, do you mind if we put the cellar thing on or the the Colbert? And he, and I was like cringing, like, oh shit, uh, I'm such a douche. I'm changing up the yeah. show. He doesn't want to stop playing music. And he goes, yeah, great, great idea. So they pull the fucking the big tarp down or whatever the scroll, the screen, <laughs> and uh, they project it. Esty sitting there, the Booker, notorious Booker, Israeli Booker of the Comedy Cellar. And she's sitting there. Sam shows up. I got Jessica Pilot, the great pilot who booked me the whole thing. Terrific pilot. Hell of a pilot. A couple comics pop in. Ray Ellen's there. He's hanging out. My buddy Jason shows up. It's just a great moment. Colbert monologue. We put the volume down. First guest. Nobody cares. We go back to talking. Commercial comes up. We go, here it is. Commercials are all loud. And then, boom, some uh, Muslim uh, fencer comes on. So we got to pipe it down, pipe it down. Commercial comes on again. All right, here he comes. Music up. Ah, it's a sketch. Oh, All right, music down. Is. So it's a fucking roller coaster. I yeah. just want to get this thing over with. And everybody's like, here we go. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And then finally, boom, it comes on. And, uh, you know, please welcome Mark Norman. The fucking whole cellar cheers. All the, like, people eating get into it, too, because they don't know who I am. Right. But they just get into it. And the whole place is going nuts. Everybody's applauding. And then the, 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 I come on. Sam's watching. We're all watching. And the pressure, then I, it just hit me. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't seen the set. I don't know how it's going to look on TV. I'm sitting right. next to Esty and Will Sylvain. I don't know. What if she hates it? Right. What if, I, what if it doesn't look great? So now I'm nervous. So I didn't, didn't compute that before. And, uh... 
Boy, I don't know if you ever... I never watch my TV sets, but... God, I sound like hell. Yeah. How do you handle this voice? It's what a hard. squawk box. It's, it's hard. Brutal. I watched my Letterman's the only one I ever watched. I watched it at the cellar. But the nice thing about watching at the cellar is that it's so loud and people are cheering and clapping, you can almost kind of not really hear it very well. Yeah, yeah. Because every joke, everyone goes, Woo! Mark! Yeah! Right. Everyone, wants to, like, everyone wants to be buddies at that point. They're like, Mark, what about that? that? And so right. we'll kind of talk over it. So yeah. you don't have to. It would be worse if you watched it like in dead silence. Oh my god! With like god. one person, if it was yeah. just you and SD. Right, right. It was just awkward gnomes watching with Kevin Brennan, the meanest guy on the planet. Oh, so it was just a lot. And then I come out, and I'm like, "That's what I sound like." Oh, I hated myself immediately. So if I hated myself. I can't imagine what other people are thinking. Right. It's like that Seinfeld quote: "They're hard on you, but never as hard as you are on yourself." Right. So you know, it, the laughs came in. I got some big, uh, big pops. A couple applause breaks. We all high five. And then I went and did another spot at New York Comedy Club and oh, wow. kind of struggled. So it was, it was a nice, humbling moment, and uh, that's showbiz, folks. Yeah. It's exciting that the cell, because it ends and everyone shakes your hand and gives yeah. you a hug. It's like It feels like uh, you just pitched a no-hitter, and everyone's like, congratulations. Right, oh, thank you. Right. And then people come over. It's really a, it's a special feeling. I it's wish I was there. Great feel. I wish you were there, too. And, and when it's over, it's the best, because you're like, all right, we did it. Turn that fucking screen off. Play the music. Let's get it off me. Yeah. I was reading a newspaper jokingly while I was watching it, because I couldn't stand it. Yeah, I always feel like the next day is... Uh Next day is great. Yeah, yeah and really. people post it on your wall. Great set. Great. Set. It's a nice. It's a nice thing. We got a hell of a community, and uh, yeah. So that was nice. Went and did another set. Got drunk. And how about this? I've been I've been doing this thing with a lady friend where we're trying to go to every neighborhood in New York and live it up. Ooh. So uh, I was like, you know, I've never been to Bay Ridge. Uh huh. So Sunday we pack up a little thing, go out to Bay Ridge. It's fucking great. You ever been? No, I've never been to Bay Ridge. Chris D lives out there. Chris D, Giannis, Amanda Baramke, a couple people live out Ooh. there. And uh, it's a it's quaint. It's like they're stuck in '92. Oh wow! It's beautiful. It's like a neighborhood. There's kids playing. There's the houses are have lawns, and you walk out to the water. It's weird because the the island or, or not island, but the borough of Brooklyn hooks under the statue uh, under the World Trade. So you're looking at the World Trade right. under it. It's weird. And I took a bunch of photos and went out with the lady. We got ice cream. We had a nice meal, a couple beers, and uh, just stood by the water, made out, good times. And we rode that uh, train. Boy, that's an hour train ride. I don't know how people do it. Yeah, that's the problem with Coney Island and stuff, is you have a great time, and then you're like, all right, back to uh, this hour and a half train ride. I know. Well, I actually Ubered back. Oh. But I, we took the train there. Yeah. And it's a doozy, folks. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great day. And then uh, we had uh, we went back to Tompkins Square Park, and I had a, the gift bag from Colbert, and I had a bottle of champagne in it. Went wow. to Tompkins Square Park, sat on the grass, took our shirts off. Laid out in the sun, drank champagne like fucking kings. Oh, that's beautiful. It was beautiful. And they had a, a punk band playing, you know, which was hilarious because it was East Village, you know, on a Sunday. And they're like, the man's ruining everything, you yuppie <laughs> scum, pieces of shit. It's not what it used to be. Gentrification ruined my asshole, the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, that was we were just laughing at that. And uh, it was classic, classic day, classic New York. Beautiful. Yeah, that sounds like a humdinger. Hum of a ding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I've been, I got a free suit and I've been walking around in it. I put it on last night and I slept in it. There you go. Uh, well, we got to, uh, wrap it up here. Wild up. Yeah, Sorry. ups and downs, highs and lows. If, and, if you missed it, rewind that 15 second button. You can hear a fart oh so faintly. Yes. Just hit that 15 second backwards. You'll hear a little, and, mm. uh, I'm proud to say that was, uh, my little baby. Yeah, he's got a little little food ghost. Put up a little daisy. Well, where uh, where are you going to be? You want to plug some business here? Oh, yeah. I should say, if I sound weird, my throat is fucked. I think I'm getting sick. 
And uh, I got we had what we got two pods today and a radio show, and I did Doug Loves Movies today yeah, and spots tonight. A long day. Hopefully, our fucking guest will get here any moment. Yeah, that'd be nice. So yeah. I thought that's who you were waving at. Uh, no, that was a different person. But hey, folks, uh, good news. Uh, like I said, as you know by now, we had to uh, delay or deposit or whatever you call it, uh, postpone there it is. my trip to Rooster Teeth Feathers. But good news, great news, it has been rescheduled. It is now November 10th through the 13th. That's right, folks. If you still love me, I'll be at Rooster Teeth Feathers November 10th through the 13th. Uh, I had to move it back for the, this European tour with... Uh, one Louis C.K., which is very, uh, very exciting for me. But uh, also, uh, hey, I got... Uh, shit, I got something. I will be... Uh, this is a ways away, of course, but October 19th. I'm at the Limelight in Boston. That's October 19th at the Limelight. And uh, they really want me to get some goddamn people out there for that. And then the Red Clay Festival in Atlanta, that first weekend in October... And uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm a little light on the work. So if you want to email your club, fucking tweet them or email them or, or send them a text and say, hey, we want Joe List, for God's sakes. Yeah. My album is out there. I hope you have it. If not, uh, get it now. Go give it a nice review. Are you mad at me on iTunes? Shoot it a nice review. Give Tuesdays a big five-star lunch. Those reviews really help. Yes. And go to Patreon. I promise that as soon as I'm back from Europe, we're going to get together and shoot some stuff. And then when Mark's back from Europe, we'll shoot a bunch of stuff. And uh, subscribe to our Patreon page. Throw it five bucks a month, eight bucks a month, and uh, I know we're we're doing well here. But um, you know, I got uh, it's hard to get work. You know, I have no work after uh, this European tour, which is very exciting. And um, I don't know where I am right now. As you're listening to this, I have no fucking idea where I'll be. It'll probably in the sky somewhere. Yeah, probably in the sky over the Atlantic. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Mark, where are you going to be, buddy? Well, let's see. T- this weekend, I'll be at the Portland Helium in Oregon. Oh. Come on up to that. Great room. I hear great things. Then I'll be in Phoenix the week after that. Stand up live. Then check me out in New Orleans, baby. Hometown hero at the Joy Theater on uh, September 1st. It's a Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Should be a hot show. I want to sell that out, folks. All you Jesuit, De La Salle. Uh, UNO, fucking Dillard's, whatever you cut, come on out. Those are all the schools in New Orleans. Um, Sacred Heart, Dominican, I don't care where you're coming from. Chalmette, West Bank, Marrero, Baton Rouge, Kenner, Metairie, get out there. And, uh, yeah, I'm also doing a show in Baton Rouge on Sunday night at, uh, shit, Sub Pop Art Shop. It's a fucking back of a place. It's going to be a doozy. I should get that name right. It's on Government Street. And uh, come on out and listen to uh, listen to our podcast. And uh, yeah, leave a review, five star lunch, buy a T shirt, hit the Patreon, and hit the Facebook page. Thank you. We love you. This has been a Stand Up Labs production, powered by Digital Media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Aha!